We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, then you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone, and Today, we're kind of diving into the 20s, and I feel like it's a little spicy, a little vulnerable, and a little ranty, but it kind of ends up in a good place as it always should. Um, but I hope you guys are having an amazing day so far. I hope you guys are having a fantastic Monday and a fantastic start to the week. I can't believe that we are already here on December 11th. Um, there's only one more Monday until Christmas next Monday and then it's Christmas. It's crazy. The holidays are flying by. And if you guys are craving a holiday episode, my last week's episode was all about the holidays. And I think that's pretty much going to finish it up for like the holiday-esque episodes, which is so funny because last week I was like, I'm going to milk as many holiday episodes as I can. And now I am like one and done because we have this week's episode and then we're getting into a lot of like New Year's stuff. I always like to do New Year's episodes kind of early because I think that December is such a good time to really plan for the new year and to get yourself set up for the new year and kind of see like where your goals are and just prep and stuff like that. So um, the next few episodes are going to be really a lot about the new year and goals and resolutions and everything kind of along those lines. But today is going to be all about the 20s. So if you are craving a holiday episode, I will link last week's down below. But if you are craving a ranty kind of episode, maybe this one's for you. I use the term ranty lightly because it's not like too much of a rant. It's just more so like a a relatable episode in the sense that I think a lot of times when we listen to other people on podcasts or we watch their YouTube videos or follow them on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is, we suddenly think that because they are on a screen, they have their lives figured out or Um, They have different circumstances than us, but yes, while our lives definitely don't look exactly the same because no two lives look exactly the same, I think we can all agree on common ground that your 20s are bizarre and they're bizarre because, and I've been talking to my friends that are in their 30s that have all said very similar things about their 20s. Your 20s, a common phrase that people use is that your 20s are the dressing room of your life and that a lot of people do not want to go back to their 20s because it's just full of like confusion and uncertainty in yourself and like what the F should I be doing with my life at all times. And you know, in my early 20s, I think I felt like that a little bit, but as I'm approaching my 
mid, I am in my mid twenties. I'm 25. And moving forward with my life, like I definitely kind of feel like this game of expectations and comparison catching up to me and everyone in my life is at such a different phase in their life in their 20s that it's just bizarre. So I kind of just wanted to talk about that today. But before we do, I want to thank you guys so much for 1,000 subscribers on the Manifest with Tori Simone YouTube channel. That is so cool that you guys are subscribed to that YouTube channel. So if you guys want to ever watch any of these videos on YouTube, I definitely recommend it. Um, it's just youtube.com slash manifest with Tori Simone. I always have it linked in the show notes below. And I'm someone that when I'm like getting ready or I'm working or I have like a screen in front of me, but I'm doing something background noise, I always typically choose to listen to podcasts. But if there's a video option, I will always put on the video option because I like feeling like there's someone there with me. It's just like a comforting feeling. So if you are similar to that, um, definitely go check out the Manifest with Tori Smith YouTube channel. I'm currently fitting out a studio, which you guys know, and there has been zero progress since. So yeah, it's still just a chair, a little purple light behind me. I'm still working on it, but I have to admit like this feels really cozy right now. I'm not super eager to like change a ton, but I will continue to modify and add as the year goes on. I'm just busy right now with yoga teacher training. And as soon as that is done, um, I'm going to be really sad, but I'm also going to have so much more time again to do other things. Like today I'm batching a few episodes because, um, I'm finishing up my 200 hours this month. So we're just doing a lot of a lot of hours and um, I just don't have a lot of time right now. So I forget how I got on that tangent. Anyway, I also say thank you guys so much for a thousand subscribers on the Manifest with Tori Smith YouTube channel. While you're at it, um, if you guys are subscribing, if you could please rate this show five stars wherever you're listening on Spotify or on Apple. And if you want to be extra kind and leave like a written review, I would kiss you like it not actually but um it just goes so far and it really helps the show and it really grows the show and this year there was a lot of growth with the show and I just want to thank you guys so much and I really appreciate each and every one of you it just means a lot I love this podcast and I see a lot of growth in the new year I am really excited for what's to come for the show in the new year I've been working on it and um, I know I shared some of my thoughts previously but I've definitely been getting the ball rolling on some of those thoughts that I've shared and I'm I'm really excited so I hope you guys are too and there's just a lot of growth to come with the show and yeah I'm really excited about it um, the last new episode of the Manifest Book Club is out. It is the book, The Power of Now. I loved it. I did this with an episode with Jen Salino, and um, I will link that episode down below if you guys want to go watch it. I've been bringing that principle into my daily life almost every single day, and it's just been, I mean, definitely every single day, but at different parts throughout my day, and it's been really cool. Um, like this morning when I woke up, I was like, you know, just thinking about what I had to record and what I was doing today. And I was like, but how cool is it that I get to live another day and just be alive and be here today? It's, it's a very cool thing. So, um, the power of now last month's manifest book club episode is out. I'll link it down below. Go watch it. And then if you guys want to participate in the next manifest book club, the episode is coming out Thursday, December 28th, and it is on a Christmas novella and it's called the Christmas guest by Peter Swanson. I think it's like a 112 page book. So it's a short read. It's a quick read. I want to do that for the holidays and it's a holiday book and it's like a thriller mystery book. So I hope it's good. I have yet to read it. I'm going to start reading it probably this weekend. I'm currently reading wreck the halls by Tessa Bailey. I think I'm going to DNF it. I just, I don't like it. It's so, oh, I also just, I'm coming off of The Great Alone, which was the best book I've ever read. So I think coming off that, like any book that follows that is going to be, you know, a tough sell. I was hoping this would be like icebreaker vibe where I was just like so cute and like rubbing my feet together. Like, oh, I love it so much. But so far it's just so corny and so like, not in a good way. Like I love cheesy, corny Hallmark movies. This is not that. This is just like stupid. I don't know. I'm just not really loving it. 
I kind of want to keep seeing where it goes, but like I can't even get past the names of the characters. Beat, Melody. It's also not Christmassy enough for me. Like so far, the only thing that's making it Christmassy is that there's like a timeline that something has to be done by Christmas Eve. I need more. Like it's just not Christmassy enough for me. So I think I'm going to put this down and start the Christmas guest and then read other Christmas books after that. Okay. Let's get into the 20s. So I was having this conversation. I also scripted this a few days ago, which I normally will script my episodes and then record them right away because I still feel like that fired up energy when I script and then immediately record. So I scripted this on December 4th and it's currently December 8th. So I scripted this on Monday and now it's Friday. And I was having this conversation with my best friend on Sunday night. So I am, I like obviously reread over the script and like I'm feeling the same way I felt as I was scripting this. But um, when I say things about like yesterday and stuff, honestly, to me, it was a few days ago. So if there seems like that little bit of disconnect, that is why. But I still very much so agree with everything that I wrote. Obviously, it was only four days ago. But anyway, so I was having this conversation with my best friend on Sunday night. I'm 25, she's 25, and we're in very different stages of our lives, but we are also in very similar stages of our life in the sense that we're all just like figuring it out at the end of the day, but we came to the same conclusions on a lot of things, and I kind of just wanted to continue the conversation that her and I were having in real life on this podcast, and it was really just that there's so much comparison in your 20s. And I also think that there's a lot of expectations in your 20s. And if you're not where we are expected to be in our 20s, it can feel like we're letting ourselves down and we're letting like these, this this facade down of where we should be in our 20s. And just the whole navigation of it all is kind of very strange. So What I mean by this is that every year in your 20s has an expectation, and when you don't hit that expectation, it almost feels like a failure or a letdown in like a weird societal way, but I also want to acknowledge that every generation has their own set of expectations, and I think being part of Gen Z, I'm 1998, so I'm like right on the cusp of like Gen Z and millennial. I kind of feel like I fall into neither, and... But if I had to choose the two, I definitely relate more to a millennial, oh God, a Gen Z. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that's where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge Products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want a sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. 
It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, then you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. What I love about Indeed is that whenever I'm looking for a candidate, I put it out on Indeed and instantly I get matched with exactly what I'm looking for. So I don't really have to waste time like scrolling through resumes or anything like that to make sure that they're what I'm looking for. Every resume that I do look for has exactly the qualifications that I need. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to Indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I only said God because I meant Gen Z. My sister is a 96 baby and she is like millennial coded. Like so to her core, she is so millennial and I'm 98 and her and I could not be more different. Like I feel like very much more aligned with the Gen Z and she is like so millennial. So like it really is funny how sometimes there is like that strict generation difference and like she's so millennial and I'm so not, but with that being said, I think each generation does have their own set of like expectations and comparison values when it comes to their 20s. So this is all coming from my personal perspective. Also knowing like how I grew up, I started really going on social media in like fifth grade, sixth grade is when it became a thing. I got Facebook myself in seventh grade. I started watching YouTube videos in seventh grade. I started a YouTube channel in eighth grade. I got Instagram in eighth grade and then everything else kind of followed after that. So take that for what you will, because I think social media has a really, really huge part in the comparison game. And I also just want to put this quote out there in the very beginning. Comparison is a thief, thief of joy. I don't like being caught up in the game of comparison. I don't want anyone to leave this episode also feeling caught up in the game of comparison, but I think it's important to know that yes, comparison is a thing, but it shouldn't run your life because everyone is at a different place in their life. And that's honestly like the main takeaway of this episode is if you feel like you should be somewhere in your life and you're in your twenties and you're feeling lost, or maybe you're feeling really secure or you're feeling really on top of the world, just take it as it is because that's your path. And your path is going to be unique to you and no one can take your path away from you. And you also can't skip steps. That's what I've learned. Like if you accelerate early on in your teens, in your twenties, whatever it is, you're eventually going to regress and you're going to go back to fill in the gaps that you missed. And that could be a great thing. It could be a bad thing. It's going to be interpreted however you interpret it, but it's meant to happen in its own divine timing. And I think there's a lot of security in that and a lot of comfort in that. So kind of take reassurance in knowing that like, if you have skipped steps in your life, 
they're going to come back at one point or another when they're supposed to happen. Or if you feel like you're taking things slowly, it's because that's how it's supposed to happen. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but what her and I were saying was that every year in our 20s has a certain set of expectations. And when we don't hit that certain set of expectations at an age, it almost feels like a letdown in a societal way. Here's what I mean. When you're 20, you're in college, you're figuring it out. When you're 21, you can now go out, you can drink, you're supposed to be going out and partying. And if you're not, it's like, what's wrong with me? But maybe you just don't like it. Or maybe if you are, it's like, oh, she's, you know, a mess. She's in her, she's 21. Like you're supposed to be doing this. Okay. Awesome. Great. 22, you're supposed to graduate college, right? 23. And again, all of this is like my interpretation of society expectations based on what I have experienced, lived through, and see on social media. Again, this is just my own personal take, and it was coming off of a conversation that I was having with a friend. Um, 22, you're supposed to graduate college. Again, loosely based on supposed to, because I think trades are one of the best things in the workforce. Like a trade is so important. Trades doesn't just have to mean like blue collar work. It could also mean like a hairdresser is a trade. Um, being an esthetician, a nail tech, like these sorts of things that like AI can't come in and like take over these skills from you. Like I think trades are so important. And I also think college is not for everyone. I'm someone that I didn't finish college. Yes, I went, but I went for one semester and then I dropped out and I started doing my own thing. Like college was not for me. And I have a lot of friends that college was also not for them, but they still did it. And now they have graduated with student debt and they're like, it wasn't even worth it. And then I also have friends on the flip side that went to college and need their degrees and now have an amazing career because of their college degrees. All this is to say that college is a personal choice, but I think it's almost forced down our throats as kids, like growing up. I mean, at least with my school, my parents were always very cool about you don't have to go to college if you don't want to. The choice is always yours. But in high school, it was, you're going to college. Like it wasn't, you know, Yes, you could have other routes such as military, trade school, things like that, but higher education, the next step in your life wasn't a question. Like it was, where are you going? What are you doing next? Instead of like, what's best for you? So anyway, for me, the way I went to school, I went to a public school, by the way, it's not like I went to like some, like my mom went to a a private all girls high school and she was very vocal about the fact that her school, it was like, you're going to college and you're going to like an Ivy league school. And like any very pristine school should be your backup school because your top school should be like Harvard, Yale, things like that. So anyway, um, I forget how I even got on that topic, but all this is to say that 22, the expectation was like, you graduate college, 23, you get a job, obviously after college, 24, you move out, 25, you begin dating, 26, you have all the things, right? You have the job, you have the apartment, you have the relationship. At 27, you're engaged. At 28, you're married. At 29, you have your first kid. At 30, you have your second kid. And that's like, honestly, what I thought my life would kind of be like too. I really thought it was going to be this like, you grow up, you go to college, you find your husband. I thought you find your husband in college. Like I was always very confused when I was younger about like the chronological order of things. Like I thought you find your husband in college, you graduate college and you immediately get married and you have kids and like, that's how it works. I was very confused about the whole post-grad things of life until I was like, maybe 13 or 14, honestly, like kind of late to figure it out. But it just didn't make sense to me because I just never understood what post-grad really was. I just thought you graduate college, you meet your husband in college, and then you move on. So anyway, those are like the expectations that I always just kind of associated with each age. And each age in your 20s really does have like a very certain set of expectations. And then you add social media into all of this and you begin to see people that are your age. Like I'm 25, so I'm seeing people at 25 years old getting married, getting engaged, getting pregnant, getting hired, getting huge promotions, moving out of their hometown, moving across the country, finding their passion, finding a relationship, purchasing a home, renting their dream apartment, buying cars. And it begins to look a lot like the game of comparison. And I'm sure maybe even hearing me talk about this might shock some of you guys because 
I was 20 years old and opened a brick and mortar studio. I purchased a condo at 18. I had like a financially sound career by the time I graduated high school. Like I definitely did things at an earlier age and I'm still caught up in the sense of like, I'm 25 and all these people are doing things that I'm not doing. So take this with a grain of salt, but like even the people that seem like they have it figured out always get kind of sucked back into this game of comparison. And this actually comes down to this one niyama that we're learning in yoga teacher training. It's called tapas and it has to do with self-discipline. And a big lesson in self-discipline is to not compare and to be really sound with what's in front of you at the moment that nothing can disturb you. And the, the book that I'm reading for the yamas and the niyamas, it talks about how there was this Indian tradition where um, I think it was monks would sit in front of fires in the dead of summer in like the hottest part of the day. And they would sit in front of, I think it was like 45. I'm talking out of term. I, sh- I shouldn't be doing that. But it was this ritual where they would sit in front of a bunch of lit fires and it was so hot. And the point was, that they should be doing this ritual in front of these fires so that um, nothing bothers them, right? Like they are so focused on just the heat and just the fire that whatever is happening externally is irrelevant to them because they are so laser focused on this one thing. And I, I think we learned about that on Tuesday and I wrote this on Monday and it was so fitting because I'm like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like we have expectations, we have comparison, we have social media, and we have other people's highlight reels thrown into our, our lives every single day. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. But if we could just remain so laser focused on what is important to us at that moment, nothing else should matter. Like for me, I'm recording this podcast episode right now. This should be the most important thing to me right now in this moment. Like if I were to like, you know, check my phone, World War III could be going on on my phone. But the only thing that matters to me right now is this podcast episode. And I should be so laser focused on this, that this is a self-discipline. And like, this is the most important thing to me right now. And how I feel in myself at 25 years old and where I'm at in my life should be the most important thing to me right now, because this is my life. And I cannot control what other people are doing, nor does it matter what other people are doing, because I'm living my life authentically to me in this very moment. And that is all that I have, the power of now, right? 
Like we only have this moment. We only have this one life. And if at 25, I am living a life that feels really authentic and really aligned to me, that is all that matters. It doesn't matter how I used to live my life at 20, at 18, at 19. It doesn't matter how I lived my life yesterday. It doesn't matter how I lived my life at 22. And it sure as hell doesn't matter how you think I should be living my life at 25 because it's not your life. You have your own life to worry about, right? You have your own set of expectations, your own set of ethics, your own set of morals, your own set of your own path, whether you believe it's written in the stars for you or not. I tend to think that mine is written in the stars for me and that I find a lot of comfort in that and a lot of joy in that and a lot of oh, like a breath of fresh air in that. But to me, I'm living my life as authentically as I can and as rich to myself as I can in this current age of 25. And I just feel like learning that the niyama and that self-discipline and just to be so laser focused on where you are right now just brought a lot of, it just brought a breath of fresh air to me. And I, I, I just went on that little tangent there because it felt right to do in the moment, but I think social media adds a lot of comparison to an already difficult and undefined time in our lives. Our 20s are so personal and so obscure and so all over the place. Like you could meet someone at 20 that is married with two kids and that's exactly what they wanted. And you could meet someone at 20 years old that is like, I have no idea what I'm doing with my life and neither are wrong because it's their truth and it's how they are meant to live their lives. So I think when we add social media and comparison and expectations to such an already scattered time of life, it just becomes like this whole big like shitstorm of like, what the F are we supposed to be doing? And I think that's the thing. And that's why there's so many conversations about the twenties of what are we supposed to do? Because no one really has the answer and there's beauty in that and there's grace in that and there's a blessing in that. And how fun is it that we don't know what we're supposed to do and yet we're all figuring it out together and we can appreciate someone else's journey without bashing it, without comparing to it, without feeling like you're a failure. The saying that I love is that a candle doesn't dull its own flame by lighting another candle. And I think that's a beautiful thing in your 20s is that you could be burning so bright and you could light someone else's candle and yours will still burn just as bright, if not even brighter. Don't you notice that after you light another candle from a candle, the first candle's flame gets even higher. It almost, it raises its energy, it raises its vibration to help something else, to ignite something else. And I think that is really beautiful. And that has a lot to do with developing as a human in your twenties, like to inspire, to grow and to be the light, not only for yourself, but for other people, it, it can be a really beautiful opportunity. And I think a lot of times we want to look at social media as something bad, right? Like if we're struggling in our twenties, thirties, teens, whatever it is, we immediately blame people that seem to have a good, like, like it's easy to blame the influencers that are spending, you know, $8,000 a month in their apartment in rent in Manhattan when the rest of the world is like entering a recession and like housing is so extremely like out of grasp for so many people. Like it's just crazy. Like we're literally talking about a housing market where, I mean, I live in the suburbs of Philly, so this is what I know. But if I wanted to buy a house right now, I would have to spend $500,000 for like a fixer upper and I'm 25 and I'm supposed to have that kind of money to spend $500,000. I was talking to my grandma the other day. Now, granted, this was in the early seventies, late sixties. I want to say early seventies. My grandma and grandpa bought their house in the seventies for $60,000, $60,000. And they sold it in the early 2000s for $650,000. That, is that ever going to happen again? Because I don't think so. What's that 35, 40 years of growth right there? That is probably never going to happen again. 
a jump that big in the housing market in such a short amount of time. And now it's the normal, like we're supposed to just have hundreds and thousands of dollars lying around to buy a house. What? And then all this is to say that like when things are tough in our lives, we like to make ourselves feel better by kind of blaming the people that seem to quote unquote have it good in their lives. So like it's really easy to go on TikTok and rant about influencers that just, you know, make a great living for themselves and can afford $8,000 a month in rent um, in their Manhattan apartment when most of us are just like, that's so out of touch. Yes, it's out of touch. It's not normal. Okay. But there is something like, there's an escapism in that. And I think if we can stop trying to be so relatable to people and just have it be like this escapism mentality, it kind of shifts that perspective. And it's nice because there definitely will be people that you can relate to. But there's also something that's kind of nice about looking at someone's life that you don't relate to and just being like, okay, I'm watching a show, whatever it might be, things like that. Um, but I also, I, I do understand it because it's almost like, you don't want to say tone deaf, but like, I do understand it. So the game of comparison really does take a really big toll. And I think social media shines a really big light to that. I want to kind of pivot this into dating as well, because I think dating in your twenties is a very wild concept with a lot of pressure tied to it. Dating in your 20s is crazy because when you are with someone at the age of like 24, 25, 26, 27, like that like middle age of your 20s and you're with that person for a year, year and a half, two years, we all just kind of start assuming that like that's the person that you're supposed to marry or that you're going to marry because it's the right time, it's the right age, you've been together for the right amount of time. But marriage is a really, really huge decision. And I myself feel a lot of pressure when it comes to marriage in the 20s. What I mean by that? I don't feel pressure from anyone. Like my boyfriend doesn't pressure me. I don't put that much pressure on myself. I mean, I definitely do, but not like tons. My parents don't pressure me. Like there's no pressure from really anyone externally in my life of like, when are you getting married? When is he proposing? Things like that. That doesn't really happen. But I do see like my friends that are my age start to get engaged to their their boyfriends from college or um, people my age, again, on social media that I don't know, and I don't know a thing about their relationship that are 25 and they're all getting engaged or, you know, just things like that. So all this to say, like, I'm in a very happy relationship. I've been with my boyfriend for years now. Our three year anniversary is like actually coming up really soon. It's next weekend, I think. And I love him tremendously. I definitely want a future with him. I definitely eventually want to marry him, but him and I both are, like an agreement that like we're in no rush to get married anytime soon. And I think that's because there's a lot of growth and establishment that the both of us want to do separately and together before we like legally bind ourselves to one another. Marriage is a really, really big decision. And I think it is, I don't want to say dulled down, but it's kind of swept under the rug because it's just like the next progression of things that you do in a relationship. Like there are definitely steps that you take in relationships and marriage is one of them, but marriage is a really, really, really big decision to financially tie yourself to someone, to legally tie yourself to someone, to become a union with someone. However you define marriage and however your marriage looks because everyone's marriage looks different, it's a really big decision. And especially when you're joining two people that have two completely different upbringings. Like I grew up in a house where my parents are still married. I saw their definition of marriage. My grandparents on both sides, my mom and my dad were still married their entire lives. I saw two very different marriages from that. I saw my parents' marriage. So like I have three examples of marriages that none of them look the same. They all look extremely different, but there was no divorce. And then my boyfriend's family, he comes from a family of divorce. Like his parents aren't together. Um, they can do, you know, like family things together, but they, they have their own set of like rules and how their, his parents' marriage ended up, you know, not working out and for whatever reason and whatever. 
And we grew up very differently. He grew up with two working parents. I grew up with a stay-at-home mom. So like there's just a lot of differences in how we grew up that we now have to find like a common ground on when it comes to, okay, we know we want a future together, but what does that future look like when we were both raised from two very different set of childhoods? And what's that common ground look like that makes us both happy? And like, what's our own set of rules? And I think these are like really big conversations to have that neither of us are like, we don't know the answers to them yet. And I I feel good about that. Like, I don't feel the need to have the answer to that yet because I still feel like we're both really young. There's also things in our careers that we want to establish and kind of finalize before we even get engaged or get married or anything like that because it will affect like a marriage long-term. Like if certain things don't happen, yes, it could affect a marriage. If things do happen, yes, it could affect a marriage. You know what I mean? Like things like that. So there's definitely things that like we want established before we move on to the next steps. Also finances. Like I personally have my hands tied up in businesses that maybe like he doesn't want to be involved in. And I you know, he has like financial things that he needs to work out, like before we can like take the next step into engagement and into marriage. Like we definitely know that we want to be married eventually and we see it by the time we're 30, but now being 25, like it's not at the top of our list. Like, yes, we want to be engaged relatively soon, but we need like these big conversations to happen and we have them when we're ready and we slowly begin to have them, but they're really big conversations and it's a really big decision to get married. And I think just because you're dating someone at the right age, or should I say the normal age that people get married and for the normal length of time that people get married, doesn't mean you're it's the right person at the right time for you. Like I know some people that meet their, meet their soulmates when they're like 15 and that's awesome. I also know people that meet their soulmates in their fifties and like, that's awesome. There's no right timeline to get married and to get engaged. So I feel like the pressure that we put on ourselves in our twenties to find the right partner, to get engaged, to get married is so rushed. Like for what? Is it the right person? Is it the right time? Like, it's just such a big decision. And I just don't think marriage is something to be taken lightly. Now, ask me a few years ago, I I, I took it lightly and I was like, oh, I, I definitely know that I want to marry you and I want to do it soon and I want to do it quick. And like, what's the point of waiting? And look, I still kind of think like, if you know it's the right person, there isn't Like, I don't need to wait because I know things are just going to work out how they're supposed to, but I also know how big of a decision it is. And I just want to make sure like everything is as solid as it can be. Like you're building a foundation for life and it's, it's just a really big decision. I think this also comes because I have a business partner and that's kind of like a legal marriage in a way. So I know how big of a decision it is to have a business partner and, all that sorts of things. So it just like marriage and dating and stuff in your 20s is just another big decision. So if you are in your 20s and you're single, don't worry about it because like just because you're dating someone at 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, whatever it is, doesn't even mean that could necessarily be the right person for you. It just means that you're dating someone in your late mid 20s, which is typically when people tend to get married or engaged, but that doesn't have to mean that they're your person. It could just mean like a great lesson for you or something like that. So all this is to say that there is no timeline for dating in your 20s, but I think there's a lot of pressure to find the right person in your 20s. And that in and of itself is like a mind fuck because how are you supposed to know what you want out of someone else in your 20s if you don't even know what you want from yourself in your 20s? We always say like your 20s are like the dressing room of your life. So how can you find a partner that knows what they want to? Like You can't, and I really have been seeing this a lot lately, like you can't love someone else if you don't love yourself. Like you have to come first and building that self-love and that self-confidence really comes from within. And I think if you work on yourself more than 
anyone else in your 20s and put so much time and effort and energy into yourself, I really do think everything else is going to come. The career, the love, the relationship, the stability, the finances, the house, everything else will come once you have really established who you are. And it takes a lot of trial and error and it takes a lot of messing up and a lot of learning from your mistakes. It also takes a lot of being fearless. And I think that's a really great skill and asset that we tend to have in our 20s is that we're fearless and we are naive. And I think that's a blessing. It could also be a curse, but I think more than anything, it, it outweighs it that it's a blessing. But um yeah, I think when it comes to dating in your 20s, there's so much pressure to find the right person and to move the relationship along and to get engaged and to get married. But um, there's no rush. There there really, really isn't. And I think it's personally, I mean, again, this is just me. It's a big decision to get married and it shouldn't be based on like society's timeline telling you like, oh, you know, it's time to get married. Like you're 27. Like let's let's get this thing moving. If it works for you at that time, it works for you at that time, but there's no rush. Like I see myself being married when I'm, you know, 30 to 32. I feel like that's when like a wedding will be. Um, But I just, and I do see it being to my current boyfriend, but um, there's no rush on that just because there's a lot of learning and growth that I want to do and that he wants to do. And we're going to do it separately and we're going to do it together all at the same time. And I think that's really beautiful and I feel really secure in that. So anyway, all this is to say is that if you're single or if you're not, there is no rush and there's no pressure when it comes to dating in your twenties and anyone else that has these comments, which we hear all the time. When I was your age, I was married with two kids. Awesome. Time is different. Like the generations are different. Like things are very different. Things are not how they were. Like my grandma, when I was talking to her the other day, She was like, oh yeah, when I was 24, I was married and I just had my first kid. It's like, okay, grandma, you also bought a house for $60,000. Like I cannot stress this enough. Times are not the same. Okay. Like I wouldn't do anything for a $60,000 house. Okay. Anyway, moving on from that. Um, So yeah, there's no rush. I also kind of want to talk about the career path in your twenties because I think there's a lot of pressure to figure out where you should be in your 20s. And I get it for a lot of reasons. Yes, we need money to live. We need purpose. And I think jobs and careers definitely give purpose. They give structure. They give obviously financial freedom. And I think it's a wonderful thing to feel confident and established in your job. And if your job becomes your career, I think they're two different things. A job can be something that you do to make ends meet. And a career can be a place where you find fulfillment, where you find mastery, where you find confidence, where you feel like you really excel and you find a purpose. I think it's a beautiful thing, but I also don't think a career necessarily defines you, even though we tend to make it define us. It doesn't have to, but I think that there can be two different things. You can have a job, you can have a career, and it's awesome if your job becomes your career and your career is something that you really love and you really thrive in. Anyway, nonetheless, careers in your 20s are going to most of the time come and go. And I also think this is a different generational thing. Growing up, my dad has always worked the same career his entire life. He is an entrepreneur, so he has started his own business and he's worked for himself for the entirety of my life. So for 25 plus years, my dad has done the same thing. A lot of my friends' parents have also done the same thing. My parents' friends have been they work in insurance, they are lawyers, they are teachers, they um, work in pharmaceutical sales, they work in medical sales, they work in healthcare, whatever it might be. They have always worked the same job or in the exact same career path for their entire lives. Now, this could just because I could just be experiencing this because I'm young and maybe my friends and myself have not gotten yet to that one job or to that one career that's like, okay, I'm going to ride this out because it's exactly what I want to do. It's the long haul, it's the longevity, it makes sense, and I'm just going to coast and go from here. But I will say I do think that there is a generational difference in this in that my friends' parents and my personal parents have worked the same job, you find a job and you ride it out till the end, right? Same with my boyfriend's parents, they have been in the same career path until retirement. With Gen Z, I think 
and even millennials, I think we have learned that you can switch up what you want to do and you can change up what you want to do however many times that you want. And I think there's a lot of pressure to find what it is that you want to do in your early to mid to late 20s when there's a lot of extremely successful people that have found career success later on in life. One of the examples that comes to mind to me is Kris Jenner. She like really began her career when her kids were older, when her kids were in their 20s and 30s. She began their career for them, which then began this giant career for her. Like she didn't really begin being the momager, being the Kris Jenner that we all know and love until she was in her 40s, you know, 50s. So just because you don't have it figured out by the time you're in your 20s doesn't mean you're a failure. God, no. It just means you tried on hats and you're gaining experience. Personally, I think experience is the most important thing. And experience means so much in the work field. Like as an employer, I would rather hire someone that has experience than someone that has no experience, but all the qualifications. Like I want someone that has experience and yeah, I think period. I want someone that has experience and I think experience is a beautiful thing. And I think that's why trying on so many different hats in your twenties, especially in your career is important. And I think working multiple jobs and maybe even working some dream jobs, quote unquote, for free, just to get that experience is really important to do if you have the financial means and backings to do so um, as like a side as like a side thing. So I think it's hard though being raised and growing up in this era of being raised by parents that worked in one job their whole life versus this generation, like my current age, my current generation of people that we, we want to try on different hats because almost looked upon as like wrong. Like you shouldn't be doing that because it's not, it's not normal. It's not their expectation. It's not their reality. You can't blame them because it's how they grew up, right? Like it's not, we can't sit here and say how they grew up was wrong because it was just how they grew up, but it's different, right? That's just the best word. It's, it's different to how it is now. So I think when it comes to your career changing and if it does change, which almost to me feels inevitable to a lot of things, embrace it and accept it and go into it with arms wide open and with an open mind because it's a new thing and I don't think you're supposed to have it all figured out. Like I opened up a spin and fitness studio when I was 20 and then I opened up a second one when I was 21, 22. And now my life being 25 looks so different than how it did when I was 20, but I still have like that life. You know, I'm still living that, that foundation that I set up for myself when I was 20, but I am such a different person now than I was then. And even when I was, you know, 10 years ago, when I was 15 years old making YouTube videos, like I still have that foundation that I built for myself now because I'm still talking on this podcast to people that are still listening from followers that I probably got when I was a teenager. So try on all the different hats and don't think that just because you don't have your dream job at 25 means that you're a failure. God, no, you're just figuring it out and that's okay. You're supposed to figure it out. Like, this is the time to figure things out when you don't have all the responsibilities of like, quote unquote, real adulthood. Like you probably don't have the mortgage. You probably don't have the kids. You probably don't have the spouse. You probably don't have the big financial obligations yet that are coming down the line. Like we have our whole lives to be the real adults. You know what I mean? So like now's the time to try new things, to experiment, to see what you like in your career, to see what you hate, what you love, what you resent, like see, see it all out. It's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful path that we have laid out in front of us. And I think it's, it's, it's really wonderful. And I think it's really special. So I think all this episode is kind of like, it keeps coming back to is that 
we need to be more gentle on ourselves and more accepting of ourselves of where we are at in our life because there is no rule book and no guideline that says when you are 27 years old, this is how much money you should have in your bank account. This is where you should be in your career. This is the house that you should have purchased. This is the relationship that you should be in. This is, you know, you know, like there's, we don't get that. We're not mailed it. We're not sent it. And if like, we don't have all these things, what's going to, we're not going to be struck by lightning. Like there's so much pressure that we put on ourselves for no reason that just stresses us out for what? I think we really need to be more gentle on ourselves and just fully embrace where we're at and accept where we're at and be really grateful where we are at. And I also just want to say this, the 2020 pause, the COVID pause is a real thing. Like when COVID began, I was 21 years old and I blinked and now it's four four years later and I'm 25. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? Like what? I really do feel like we got gypped in time and I it's not just me. I know a lot of people say this too. I think kids really got this kind of in a, in a really tough spot because people now are saying that like it's showing in education. Like um, some of my friends that are teachers are like, you can definitely tell that like third graders are not where they should be because they missed, you know, some of their kindergarten or, or I just use third grade as an example, but like educationally, like kids really have a hard time with this. I really feel for kids nowadays. I feel like it's really hard to be a kid. Um, it, it's just hard like to be so exposed to social media and to like always be like recorded. And it's it's just hard to be kids right now. So I really do feel for kids, but I also want to say this for everyone. COVID pause is a real thing. And I think it it's it's happened to all of us, whether we know it or not. Um, but like to, to enter the pandemic one age and to come out of it like 25, like four years later, it's like, seriously, what happened in those years? And that's also what I mean. What I was saying in the beginning of the episode is that if you skip out on things, it's going to come back in one way or another, because that's just how life is. Like life always has a way of having checks and balances and coming back and, and making, what has been missed out on known and reliving itself later. So like, it's almost like karma, like all in due time, things will come back good and bad. Karma can be good. Karma can be bad. However you view it. Um, and I choose to look at the optimistic side of it that like, if I missed out on something that I was meant to live, it's going to come back to me, um, one way or another. And I think that that is like kind of happening now, like all the, all the things that I feel like I missed out in my early twenties, I'm now kind of getting them again in my mid twenties because of like this COVID pause. So I think like there's just a lot going on. Um, And now like obviously, yes, pandemics and worldly disasters happen and I'm not complaining about it, but I am acknowledging that like we have a lot of factors already to navigate through our 20s and then we're going to add on like a pandemic and like the financial situation of the world, like a recession, the housing market, all this sort of stuff and a new age of technology that we have never experienced before in our lives like TikTok, Instagram, and now AI. Okay, I know AI is cool, but it's also terrifying. Okay, and then there's all the society pressures on top of everything that I just said. Like, no wonder a lot of us feel stressed and anxious and confused and, you know, rates of like depression, anxiety are at an all-time high because they're, it's hard, it's hard to be alive nowadays. And that's just from a human experience, right? No matter if you're a kid, a teenager, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 100s, it's hard to be alive nowadays. And I think that's where it all just comes back to, let's just have a little bit more compassion to everyone in our lives, to ourselves, to one another, to our parents, because everyone is experiencing life for the first time, right? Right. 
we're all just going through this for the first time together. And I think that's a really beautiful thing, but we put so much pressure on ourselves and so much comparison and so many expectations onto ourselves for what? Like, let's just slow down and be grateful for where we're at and just stop putting the pressure on ourselves because no one has it all figured out. And if you are on Instagram and you see someone get engaged and that triggers you, just send them love. You're not going to dull your flame by sending love to someone else, right? If you see someone getting a promotion and you're struggling to get a job, look at that as like, hey, there's hope for me out there. There's a job for me out there. I just haven't found it yet. And what a blessing it is that I haven't found it yet because otherwise I'd be working in the wrong job because my job isn't here for me yet. What a blessing. There's always a glass half full approach to things. And I don't even want people to be like, that's toxic positivity because, okay, so I choose to be happy. So I choose to be positive. So I choose to be soft and gentle on myself. Like I get one shot at life and I want to make the most of it, you know? And I want to, this episode is going so different than how I scripted it off. Like I barely even talked about anything that I wrote down because I was much more feisty in my script. And now I'm very like, why am I so hard on myself? Like I'm where I should be. You know, like I feel good and I feel happy and like, I feel very rich. Like I feel very rich with life and like, I just feel rich with love and I feel rich with possibilities and like the world is here for you, not against you. And yeah, I really just thought this was like going to be feisty, but it's kind of just becoming like mm, full of love. So a saying that I really like is let be what is. And what I mean by this is by letting life be what is, you allow yourself the freedom to just completely let go, to completely surrender. And by forcing an outcome in life or trying to always be in control, you are just setting expectations up for yourself to inevitably be let down. Now, this isn't to say like, don't have goals, don't have aspirations, don't plan, like don't do any of that stuff because you guys know that I love goals. I love aspirations. I love planning. Like I like feeling like my life has a direction, of course. But when things go out of my control and when I give up the things that I cannot control and I just focus on me and I stay in my lane, what I was talking about earlier, like that, that um, ritual when you're in the heat and you're, you light fires and you look at the fire and that's all that you can focus on when you just stay in your lane and you let be what is and you give up the uncontrollables, I really think that's when you find peace and that's when you find joy. I know for me anyway, that's when I find peace and joy. That's when I find happiness. And that's when I remind myself the important things of life. And to me, the important things of life is right now, the power of now. Hello, Manifest Book Club. But it it really is like the importance of this moment and taking the rat race, quote unquote, out of it and taking out the expectations of the job, the marriage, the the money, the house, the kids, like, and asking yourself, like, do I want that? Is that what I think I should be chasing after? Or is that what I'm told to be chasing after? What do I really want? Who am I? And am I content in this very moment? And if the answer is yes, then lean into that. And if the answer is no, lean into that. Why not? What can I change? What can I do to make this moment amazing for me? And what can I do to build a life that I'm really proud of and that I'm really happy for? And who am I really living for at the end of the day? Am I living for myself or am I living for this set of expectations that I think I should be living, but who made those expectations? Did I? Or, you know, there's a lot of questions that come up in your 20s. And I think just remaining sound in who you are in that moment is all that you can do. Because at the end of the day, like, we don't know where life is taking us. And kind of just like, hold on tight. The ride is good. Life is good. It doesn't always make sense. And it can be mean and cruel at times. But it's all happening for you. And I think... I'm just going to wrap up this episode by saying, let's just be more gentle on ourselves and take our 20s one day at a time, one moment at a time, and really just embrace where we're at because it's unique to us and it's special. 
I feel good with that. I feel good with that. I can't even believe how different the script is. Like I'm so like feisty in this. You know what I mean? But I did kind of end with exactly what I was just saying. Like I have my family. I have my health. I have my income. I have a job. I have a roof over my head. I have my best friends. I have a loving relationship. I have myself. I have my workouts. I have my business. I have my hobbies. I have my books. I have, you know, my wellness. I am just so rich with life and rich with blessings and there's no like book of Tori that maps out like what where I need to be in my life at any certain point um and like so what like so what if I'm not following like what what I should be doing says who says who so all in all no one knows what they're doing in their 20s okay no one and if they say they do okay let them like good for them Everything is happening for you in its divine timing and you just need to trust it and you need to just surrender and you need to let go. It's a beautiful thing when you do surrender. It's a beautiful process when you do and I hope that you find peace in that. I hope you find um, love and compassion for yourself in that and I hope you take the pressure off of yourself because it's so easy to put pressure on yourself and we we just do it too often. So, okay, I'm going to end there. Guys, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. I love you guys and um, I'm really proud of you and where you're at in your life. And it's been an honor growing up with you guys and I can't wait to keep doing it every single week. So have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy Manifest Monday, guys. I love you and I'll talk to you all in the next episode. Bye guys. 